Well, how good's this? A pod by the big men of the competition and women. For too long, Ruckman have been seen and not heard, told to get knees in the back, sit in the hole, shut up in meetings, no opinions. Well, it's bullshit and it's got to stop. This is 200 plus. Get your knees up, boys. Yes, get your knee up and knee him right in the throat. This is 200 plus, the big pod for big men and women with big plums. Uh, Nick Butler's in the studio and uh, the big ostrich yes. is, uh, where are you? In uh, a hotel room somewhere. Currently in Brisbane, mate. Uh, great intro by you. Good energy. Knee him in the throat you, and big plums. Awesome. Love that from you. It's completely manufactured. I remember an old coach saying when you're flat, act up. And the boys will follow. There's nothing worse than a bloke who's flat actually acting flat. No, mate. You're up and about. you got to fake I love it. it. And you're looking good. We now you're doing a lot of incline at the moment in the chest, which is great to see. Mate, I'm addicted to incline. I actually think the upper chest is growing at a, at a weird rate, like I've pumped steroids into it or something, and the, now I need to start declining. I'll tell you, I'm, in, uh, I'm, I'm very uh, formally dressed mm. uh, because I've got the media awards tonight. So the big... Media spiffy, uh, bloody uh, wear a black suit deal yeah, is on tonight. A big wank yeah. fest, big wank fest. It's there an with absolute wank fest, mate. Like everyone talking about sources <laughs> and bloody uh, and, and stories they've got on the go and big yarns. It's really cringeworthy. Mate, it's horrendous. Are you a chance? Like we know you love a doorstop. So are you a chance, chance for any to get awards? In a fight? Yeah, probably. Uh, no, no. I mean, I love calling my footy, but it's fair to say I don't think I'm going to win the best commentator this year, but I'm a work in progress. Give me three or four and I'll be shitting it in. Um, no, I'm there to just see see everyone. It's a good industry, the footy media, so I don't think we'll win any awards, but we'll have a chat to, to the big wigs. Who's, BT, yeah, Hutto, BT. Who's, Tommy who's, Brown. Who's great on these nights? Who really goes for it? Uh, no, the, the newspaper journos are real... Tip rats. Like, they love free piss. Oh, really? Yeah, they love it. Love that. there's often an after party where things get a bit loose. Nice. It won't be me, mate. Won't be me. I'm a bit shattered, though. I've grown a beard for the day just to to stick with the media bad boy persona that I'm really enjoying living with, but it looks shit house. You look good. There's grey bits coming out in it. That's good, mate. Silver Fox, you you are. I can't see it, but it looks good. With your chest, but with your chest, mate, you look unbelievable. You're primed. Hey, how did you find the the week in a footy? It was because we said last week we thought it'd be the total opposite to the first week. We thought it'd be blowouts, but it was actually pretty competitive still. So Brisbane, how good were Brizzy? Brizzy were obviously the standout. Like that was not supposed to happen. So seeing Brizzy get up was really good for the heart. You know, a little story on that. So I went to that game and I sat in the um, the AFL members area, the two hundred club area. Oh. So you go there, had a you know, mate gave me his ticket, sort of thing. We're there, and you're surrounded by guns, and it just so happened I get to sit next to Matty Scarlett, my all time hero. Like my heroes, Brereton, Kernahan, Scarlett. Wow. Right. So to sit with this guy, and he was having hot jam donuts and coffees, and, and in work boots was unbelievable. Wow, not on the beers, on the coffees and jam. No, donuts. I bought him one. I got him on the beers and we had a few, but I was I was actually thinking when you're sitting with a gun like that, it's a bit of pressure to like and I you know, he knew I'm a bit of a Geelong reserves legend. Like for a 20 game <laughs> reserves player, I'm as big as it gets. And he knows that. Yeah. Right? So he didn't know me, but then I I sort of felt this pressure to chime in with special comments because oh, no. I'm sitting with such a gun. No. And it didn't go well. Early doors, right? Melbourne Melbourne are shitting on them. I think they're up by five goals. And I thought I felt the pressure to say something. So I go, Scarlo, you know what? I reckon the Lions are a chance. I reckon the Lions are going all right. And he looked at me like, mate, they've got it inside 50 twice. <laughs> but, I, and I, but I mumbled something like, no, nah, they're, they're having a go in the contest. They're really honest in the contest. And then in the end, they came good. And he, he goes, Butsy, you know your footy. So that was... So, uh, yeah, you're a, a legend. Win? So, yeah, he probably played dumb like he didn't know you. But as you said, as you just said, you are a 20-game reserve legend down there. So he definitely knew who you were. But do you know, have you experienced that? Like, watch the footy with a, not just, you know, not just a player, a gun. Like, he's a Hall of Famer. I'm sitting with a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And I felt it a bit. Yeah, no. I felt a responsibility. Yeah, well, I think you. it sounds like you had a lot of nervous energy and you was chiming in to try and fill like, the, the dead space in the conversation where you probably didn't need to at all. No, but, I think Scarlo likes dead space. I think he was going, shut the fuck up, I just want to eat my donuts. I came here for fucking jam donuts and coffee and you fucking are talking. You want me to go to the titty bar at halftime? Uh, no, it's good. What else? I'll tell you um, what I did love about the weekend. Gil's dancing. 
Yeah, I saw that. Got me going. I mean, we, he's been our white whale. He promised he'd come on our show. He hasn't come on yet, but apparently he will. You know, even when he's no longer the CEO. He's not. But he's got some moves, hasn't he? Gee, he's a confident cat. Mate, he is up and about and he should be. He just signed a massive TV rights deal. Now he's feet up on the desk. He doesn't give a fuck. This is his time to shine now. He can literally do what he wants. He's actual king at the moment. There were big man moves. They were just a conf- – as you're saying, they're a man. Yeah. He looked like a man that's just won the quaddy dancing in the grandstand. Loved it. He has won the quaddy in life. He actually – what's he doing next? Do we know what he's doing next? Nah, you'll join some board. Or they reckon maybe go to the Olympics, like oh, run geez. the Olympics. What yeah, a yeah, man. Yeah, so. what a- Where's Hamish at the moment? Is Hamish at a scandal? Is he around still? No, Hamish is um, Hamish pretty clean, clean yeah. skin. Yeah, I haven't heard I haven't heard Hamish for a while, so hopefully he's back soon. No, no, he's on he's on calling the footy. Is he? Yeah. Oh, fuck, I've not heard him on seven. On seven. Oh yeah, no, no, I'm, I need to I'm up, more of a up KO. The social media. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Mm. Hey, big show. I know you can't join us because you're in Brisbane. What What are you doing there? Work or business or footy? Uh, Talking to clubs? Yeah, no, a bit, a bit of business, bit of pleasure, mate. So all up here. Um, I'm back tomorrow, actually, but I'm violently, violently sick. I've got the biggest head cold in the world. And there's a little nasal. Oh, so nasal. I'm all nose at the moment. I was all nose before, yes. and I'm all nose now. Yeah, I'm in all sorts, mate. So um, I'm hanging off, dear life. I'm back in Melbourne tomorrow, and... I'm generally, I'm like a kid. I think you are the same. A kid in the candy store with finals in the air. Just finals are unreal this year. Footy is fucking so good. No, I agree with you. There's no no need to go to the Royal at the moment. No. Uh, with the way they're playing footy. Quick couple of little footy items to tick off. Our multi, you were pretty good, right? Bailey Fritch 3 was your uh, big call. I got around Gorney and Gorney stunk, to be honest. I think he's got sore groins. I think he might have ticked over the 15, but he didn't look like kicking a goal. No. Uh, Joe Danaher pulled out, Ooh. and we had someone else in there. But we didn't get it. Yeah. But I think we'll get one. We'll go to the well again, and we'll post one between us. True. So, uh, having sports bet liking our show is very good for everyone. We love that. So we'll put up an... Put up another multi heading into this week 100%. to keep everyone interested. I just want to tease one thing. So we've got a big guest when you're gone. Tony yeah. Goldstein oh, is joining the show. Wow. 295 games. You know Big Todd has won the most hit outs ever Here's a in machine. AFL, VFL history. Can you please – I um, I've got it in the run sheet there. I played against him my debut for Carlton, and he absolutely took me to town. So if he has any memories of me at all and just dominating me, feel free to bring those up. I like it. Mm. I will. Yeah. How did he get you? He's a gun runner. Uh, I didn't realise. He comes second in their time trials. Oh, man. Big Todd. Yeah, he's a good runner. I smoked him in the running. It was more the physical hit-out stuff that he just absolutely bashed me. But he's so yeah, big. Right. You'll see him, you big know, boy. in the flesh. He's big. And also, just side note, is Drapes alive? Oh, the last um, thing, I saw a thing on Instagram of Drapes riding a huge bull. Like, a, <laughs> he was riding a bull. He could be He could be not be Trafalgar here. Square. Wow. Posing. He, we need to get him home. He might never come back. No. Bring Drapes home. He looks, Petition. He looked cooked. We've got to get him home. <laughs> he get needs home. A Hydrate. He needs some water. So, no, we need him back. We do. Mate, feedback. Just before yes. you roll into it, gee, I got some uh, solid feedback about saying if you're a premiership team and you wear your jumpers out in the town, you're a tool. Mm. Like I got verbally heckled at the footy on Friday and a lot of DMs saying – it's not a fashion parade, fuckwit. Oh. Um, you can wear your footy jumper. So I, that's why I've got my Cats 52 behind me here. Yeah, I see I've it. The old, um, the long sleeve 52 that I wore with pride. So put I'm just going to butter up. It. Yeah, I should. Yeah, I will. Put it on Look tonight. They don't make them like that anymore. Love what that. a beauty. Anyway, so I apologise to those guys. I was in a bad mood. I think no. if you win a flag, maybe you can wear your jumper 100%. for a night. Uh, but not for yeah. three days. No, I've been pretty strong on the jumper, not wearing it at all. I'm with yeah, you. Don't I, wear it. Well, people said, yeah, the people were quite upset. It's the worst thing I've said in 12 months. Anyway, so that was feedback. I don't sure. know. I, I'm happy to have a bob each way. I prefer the metal look. I think it's a hotter look. Yeah. It's going to impress the chicks more than going out on a stinky jumper with grippo and blood and shit on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I agree. I agree. Uh, so, what have we got? Feedback? You got any? I have some feedback this week. Lauren Harvey says this six foot five ruck called Sam Johnson kicked a goal to get Waverley Blues into extra time, and then kicked another three goals in extra time to secure the win in the grand final by one point. All with a broken leg. Hadn't played for three months due to a stress fracture in his right tibia. Absolute king of the clutch. Also a big fan of his impact armor shin guard. Happy with that? Wow, that shin guard. Gee, that's a good performance, isn't it? Wow. And that's how good the uh, armor shin guards are. Even with a broken leg, he can still put the knee up. Um, Lemons. Lemons says, shared an update. Sean Lemons. Sean Lemons shared an update of his bruised leg following last week's Mad Monday story. 
which I don't remember, so we'll leave that out. Um, this one's from various people. Okay, various people. I know said that this. one. You that do? guy was on Mad Monday and was trying to getting everyone to kick him in the shins. Oh, okay, that's silly. That's silly. Yeah. Um, this is from lots of people. Several people said the same kind of comment here. They're calling out Butts' nomination for pork chop of the week on SEN for his question to Neil Baum. Yes. Can I straighten that up? The guy that called in nominated Neil Baum, not me. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're yes, not the pork yes, chop. Yes, yes, yeah. No, I wasn't because Little Hutchie was saying, oh, I heard you on the radio, you're no, the pork chop. No, you're he not. He said, fuck off, idiot. Neil no. Baum's the pork chop. 100%. But that was a good one. That was yep. a good one. Uh, Tristan Barnett thinks Darcy Fort looks like Marv from Home Alone, Spirit Animal. Okay. He does a little bit. Fair enough. I love Darcy Fort. Kicked a big goal too. Clutch Fort. Yeah, I love him. Um, Brock Ketting says, Rory Lobb, very flashy with a hard... But boy, get him a bloody shin guard for crying out loud. Rory Lobb, Raw very doggy. flashy. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Uh, and Patrick okay. Graham, lads, I have a dilemma I'd like to get your thoughts on. We lost our reserves grand final yesterday, but I managed to get the best on medal. I wore it for a day, as you do, but was told by some senior players that I should hide it, as it might make some of the other players upset, resentful. On the other hand, all the old blokes around the club said I should wear it with pride. I'd love to know your thoughts. From a confused wear it with pluser. pride. Yeah. Those agree. senior players can fuck right off. If you're best on ground in the resis, wear your medal. Yeah, I agree. I agree, I agree. So that's the feedback for this week. Kem, keep sending it in. We absolutely love it. Yeah, just that last one. Wear your medal with pride. Fuck everyone else. Hey, mate, you've been good. Go get some rhino caught up your hooter or um, a bit Will. of salt water or something. You're very nasal, Thank my man, you, and we need you back for next week for all the functions that you're hosting. Thank you, mate. I'm going to shelve about 14 cold and flu, so looking forward to it. <laughs> Sounds like game day in 2007 and three Diet Cokes and you run and run up and down on the bench like you're all wired with your eyes popping out of your head. Oh, 14 geez, Vs. 14 Vs <laughs> on the way to footy. More Vs and stats. <laughs> hey, go well, legend. Goldie's coming in. Good luck. Yes, big guest time and they don't come much bigger and better than this man. 295 games, 34 years of age and the most hit outs in VFL AFL history. Toddy Goldstein, thank you for joining us on 200 Plus. Nah, thanks for having me. Don't maybe don't bring up the age too much, but I'm trying to avoid that with North Melbourne at the moment. But nah, thanks for having me here. But signed a new deal, so you're going again. You're obviously not feeling too bad. No, I feel really good. I think for me, starting off the season a little bit more forward was a little bit less work on the body, I think. So come to the end of the season, I was feeling as good as God. I could have kept going. So no, I think I've got at least two or three left in me. Ooh, amazing. Talk to me about the Clarkson factor. Have you had a meeting with him yet? And what sort of emotions is it bringing up at this stage of your career being coached by the master? Yeah, so he, he spoke to the whole group uh, with a couple of days after a couple of days after the season finished, and then we've all uh, most of us would have probably had a sort of twenty minute half an hour sit down with with him and Todd, and it's been yeah it's been interesting. I mean he was he was very captivating the first team meeting he took. Yeah. You know we haven't had a coach quite like him in my time. I think you know you could see he spoke for about an hour. And blokes were already starting to get the sweaty palms and get really nervous to avoid to drop their eyes or, or they're going to ask a question. So you could you could feel the tension from the players sitting around and going, "Oh God, please don't ask me a question. Please don't 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 throw it to me." So that, that's a yeah. It's just got that aura about him. I think that you sort of know what he's done. You know what he's achieved as a coach. And I think you know, coming with his his experience and our lack of performances, no one really wants to put, put a foot wrong at the moment. Is that a good feeling, even when you've played two hundred ninety five games, to feel a little bit like like a rookie again? That I've got to impress this guy, and I want to like make sure I don't drop eye contact yeah, and all oh, the, that little bit of footy anxiety. Oh, it's, it's it's brilliant, and and it's what this group needs. I think we've probably let a few things slip over the last sort of eighteen months, and I think someone like Clarko is going to really be firm on making sure that the standards are high, that the systems are in place. And I think, you know, he's the the perfect person that our, our footy club needs at the moment. Oh, mate, it's very exciting. Now, it's a bit of, we'll talk a little bit of serious footy, but it's not really our go. So I want to get a bit ruck nuffy with you as well. Um, shin guard set up now, but also I want to know your first shin guard. When you decided, hey, maybe basketball, maybe footy, I'm going to try playing in the ruck. What were you rolling uh, around with on the shin? Yeah, well, my very, my very, the my, my, yeah, my, well, my very first one, I think, was my dad was very keen on me wearing them from the very beginning. So when I was playing school footy at Trinity Grammar, I think I think I was rocking around in uh, like hockey sort of shins. Oh, or the the hockey, one, you know the ones and the ones that sort of like slip over your heel, so a little bit on, oh, under yes. the under your forefoot as well. Yeah, they're um, very so, strange. Yeah, that was my that was my initial one. Yeah, um, and I've slowly moved moved up, higher up the ranks, and I think. My latest one I've had for nearly nearly a decade, I reckon, because 
the footy club, and we had Ben Maben came in for his first year and he needed a, a shin guard. So the footy club organised for someone to come in and take a mould of his leg and the bloke had an extra one. I said, oh, yeah, why not? The club's paying for it. I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah. Then I've cost him about $1,000 each. Yeah, Benny Maybon's getting that sort and, of treatment. Yeah, so, and, so we were pretty happy with that. So I've had the same one pretty much for the last decade. I'm, I'm a little bit too scared to change it now because yes. it's, it's it's held me in pretty good stead and I've had no shin injuries. So fingers crossed that, you know, that, that keeps me going. Oh, we might need a photo of this. This sounds like a real Rolls Royce it's job. A, it's it would sol- stink as well. It, it would. It wouldn't. It, it, it lives in the garage. My wife does not let it in the house, that's for sure. It, I've snuck in it a few times and it's straight out the door straight away. Oh, but talking of uh, home life, I was just having a look at your Insta today. Look, I knew you were a, a father and a family man, but my God, you got a whole forward line. Yeah, five kids. Yeah, so yeah, so I'll, I have the older ones every second weekend. But yeah, when we have all of them, it's a it's a hectic place. We actually just had to move into a new house just to try and fit have enough bedrooms for everyone because it was getting a little bit hectic there. So yeah, look, it, it's it's been the thing that's turned my career around the kids. So you honestly to, say that? Yeah, hundred percent. Seems I, like a cliche, but I, I I had my first at twenty two. Um, I could have so wiped my bum. My footy, my, and neither could I. <laughs> it's hard as a ruckman. It takes you take a little bit of time to develop those skills. But we do, we do. Yeah, for me, I think, you know, I was only my fourth year. Wasn't really sure where my footy career was headed. Um, so it sort of gave me that little bit of maturity. It made me grow up. You know, I think Brad Scott used to always talk about, you know, when, once you start playing for something other than just yourself, you actually enhances your career. And I, I found that really important and, and really valuable sort of advice. And for me, yeah, so since then, sort of each time I've had a, a child, I've almost had a, a, a breakout year. So, wow. you know, unfortunately the shop's shut now, but, you know, I don't have any more breakup <laughs> years maybe. But, but the, no, nah, the kids have been really good for me. Just to, and it's also nice to get away from footy because, yeah. to be honest, they couldn't care less whether I get a kick or the older ones now remind me when we lose a bit. But other than that, they don't really care too much. So it's just nice to get away from footy and not think about footy for a bit. And are you just an elite? time manager now and, and, and mind manager. So you don't have time to fret about too much other than the task at hand, which is awesome. I've I've had to learn, you know, going through divorces, having kids, going through uni, all that sort of stuff. You have to learn to compartmentalize all a lot of things at at once. And I'm very lucky now that my wife is really supportive and she takes on a lot of the the hard work for me um, to allow me to focus on. She's, you know, was a former athlete herself. So she understands what I'm going through and is really supports me to make sure that I don't have to worry too much about the kids. She sorts all that sort of stuff out while I'm playing. Got a couple of other footy ones for you. Obviously we've got a few segments to, to hit in the show and we'll have a look at these games as well from a big man perspective because you would have played on all these remaining ruckmen so i just want to get a bit you know six foot six nerdy with you and, and ask happy what to. makes them More tick. happy to before that you do have a bit of history with this show in that uh, with goz and i so goz um alerted me to the fact today that he copped you in his first game and you absolutely smacked him. You probably surpri- don't surpri- remember. I, do, I don't remember. I'm not surprised, but <laughs> I, I don't. 57 hit-outs to seven. Oh, he, oh, he, he got off lightly then, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. I think Rory, Rory Lobb might be asking for his some advice. <laughs> got that. And then I don't think you do remember this, but I actually played against you in the Geelong Scoobies in 07. If you don't oh, remember guys in the league footy, you're not going to remember this. No, but down I'll- at the Cattery, you're playing for Werribee at the time because it was in the line. Was, was it, 07. Was it, might have been, we might have been playing for Tassie. Tassie, I reckon. That was my first year. Right. It was 07. It was, it so was, first, was, it was early doors because yeah, I know so, you debuted yeah. later in so, that yeah, year. Yeah, it, I remember Matty well. Stokes got in a big punch on that day. I do remember that. Uh, and you and I remember thinking this kid's all right. I knew you were from Trinity and I knew you were big and I quickly worked out. To be honest, I was backing up Mumford, so I'm probably getting 10 minutes at you a quarter, but you could run. And people didn't realise, uh, well, I remember saying to my dad, a big boy's going to be okay. And then I did a bit of digging and found out you were such a gun runner and then ended up finding out that you were like top of the time trials at North, which well, you don't well, know. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't early on though. Really? My, fir- my first year, so start of 07, I think we were doing the 3.2K around Princess Park. Yeah. And I think I was second last. I think only Hamish McIntosh, who ran about a 13.30. Right. I think he was the only one behind me at the time. So I was probably didn't realise at the time that I could run. Um, How I do you just realise you can run? Well, I, I think there's more just – after doing a, you know 12, 18 months of hard work with our strength and conditioning team, it actually suddenly I went from you know running a thirteen twenty to low twelves to then the year after that running you know just above eleven. 
Yeah, right. three point. And you are top. You are sort of top five or six even yeah, now. Yeah. Which it is what one yeah. of your really important parts of your game. Yeah. So and that's just off, that's the basis of just working hard in my first two years. I, like yeah, I said I couldn't run when I got there. I'd never really. So basketball fitness is very very different yeah. to to footy fitness. So I was basketball fit. But I wasn't anywhere near footy fit, so it took me a good eighteen months to to get that up. But once that that became a real strength of mine now. Jeez, how bad am I feeling? So I'm telling my old man, this guy's a gun because he's running. You couldn't even run. Yeah, no, no, that was that was that was before I learned how to run. Yet, yeah, yeah it's, it's someone that plays 20, 21 seconds games as opposed to two ninety five. That's a difference. Um, the other one was the the Utah uh, Channel Ten trip. I got to go on with the Ruse ten years ago. Can I ask you? So that was one of the highlights of my career because to feel so accepted and we virtually just got to tag along. And the brief from from Brad Scott was, don't get in the way, but even if you want to train, you can train a bit. Uh, and I was there to publicise the trip to your members that it wasn't a waste of time. So make sure I show the boys hiking and working and, and sort of justifying what this altitude training was all about. So from my point of view, it was a highlight. Can I ask you, from a, from a player's point of view, was it really weird to have – me around, like you can, you can be honest now. Did you well, think I, th- no, I, th- I think, I think probably someone like yourself who's actually could fit and actually could fit in a little bit better than probably some of the older guys sponsors that would come with us. Yeah, yeah. You probably fit in a little bit better than than some of them did. But look, it was it was such an unreal. You know, we were there for three weeks and yeah. it was intense. It was first, especially the first three or four were bloody hard. Yeah, those so, hikes were hard. So I think it was actually nice to have different people to talk to and, and different stimulus. And that was, I think that made the trip worthwhile and, and more enjoyable for everyone. So it wasn't too bad, but we also, and we also knew that, um, well, not yourself, but a lot of the other sponsors were kicking in a fair bit of money to make it possible for us to do it. And yep. North Melbourne's always been a very welcoming club. So you know, I think we, we all enjoy having new people to talk to because you do get pretty sick of each other after three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm stuck in a hotel together, getting flogged every day. You, you do get sick of it. So to have someone else that's not involved with the footy club was actually nice. And that was the thing. So it's gone out of vogue a bit now because a bit of the soft cap money's gone out of footy. But effectively, you guys would go and live on a ski mountain for a month and train differently, like ski hikes. I remember there was ball sessions in um, indoor gridiron stadiums and it was totally different stimulus. Maybe a little bit hard on the family, but you guys seem to really enjoy it. Like, Would you encourage clubs to go down that path again or do you reckon it was a, a bit of a waste of I think, I money? Think the, I think the the time away was good. I think it was probably a little bit too long, especially for the guys that had kids and, yep. and my first daughter was born, I think when the first one was on, so I didn't go on the very first trip. So I think when you had families, it was really hard for the three weeks, but it was really good to get away and actually spend time. And that's been probably since COVID. You haven't been able to do any of that sort of stuff. We have done virtually no trips away. Right so that's really hard. Um, I don't think from the money point of view, in terms of what you get out of altitude training, I think that is questionable. Did you feel fitter? Oh, well, no, you, I don't. You I don't mentally, th- I don't, think, a little bit I don't of- think it, I don't think it actually helped you for the season. No. But I think what about I, emotionally? I, I think maybe mentally it might have helped a little bit, but I think it's more apparently it was you were able to train harder for the weeks post when you got back, and then you were able to gain more fitness. I, yeah, I, I was a bit suspect on the whole science behind it, yeah. but you know it was, and I would we would have liked to go on somewhere a bit cooler than. Utah, because not there's not. Mate, a lot, it was pretty cool hotel. There, there, no, the, the, ho- the, accommoda- the accommodation was amazing, <laughs> but there's not a lot happening in Utah. And no, when we were going City. there, the Jazz were terrible. Yeah. So even going to the NBA games wasn't that exciting. So yeah, I, we would have liked to go to a bit better place, but it was. And once you once you've been to the outlet malls and you know spent a thousand dollars buying presents for your buy family, buy the receiver friends, gloves. Yeah, Could- and buy, buy those receiver gloves that we got banned from the AFL pretty quickly after using them. Um, yeah, those, those sort of things were, were cool the first few times. But I think we got a little bit over going to the same place and saw the routine probably after you came was you probably – we fell into a routine of just monotony really of just doing the same things over and over again. Yeah. Can we tell the glove story? Like, So I was dead set dagging around you guys like just trying to be your mate. And I remember one – and I knew Scotty Thompson from the Geelong Twos. And he goes, oh, we're going over to the malls. And these outlets were unbelievable, North Face, Nike – and the boys got into the fact that you could buy fully fledged wide receiver gloves, which were unbelievable. Like we'd all seen the the one the AFL ones had been around, the Eastern ones or whatever they were. These things were so sticky. Like it was harder to not drop a mark than drop a mark with yeah. these on. Well, I think yeah, and I think you know, and Scotty Thompson was a massive fan of the outlet malls. He was anything to save <laughs> a coin. Scotty was right up there, but he I think he he was probably one of the first ones that picked up on it, and also picked up that. Trav Cloak, I think, used 
the same glove or a very similar one. So he was, as soon as he started uni, he's on. this is not fair. I can't stand this. No wonder he's, he's marking everything at the moment. So I, I think he might've been one of the stimulus to actually get a glove sent to the AFL and said, guys, wow. this is verging on cheating. Um, can you look at it? And the AFL then outlawed wearing the glove and now you've got to get, special, you got to get special permission to be able to wear a glove and the types has to be ticked off by AFL. And I think he might've been the catalyst for that. Yeah, fair enough. Because yeah, they were unbelievable. If you had two on both hands, you'd mark anything, but you could There was no chance. The there's no chance you'd be able to kick in it. I think they they only lasted a couple of sessions when we realised you can't have two on, even though our hands are freezing in the cold and the yeah. snow. That you had to take at least one off because you just couldn't drop the footy. Well, I actually did a bit of a sneaky thing and took it back after thinking I was going to get drafted for a while because I was marking everything at Ruse training until I had to kick and you actually couldn't drop the ball and and the ball hit my knee and I think Brad Scott said get off the track, <laughs> big boy, and that was the end of that. But I took one back to play in the Amos and was marking everything one day like clunking, right? But then it rained and I didn't realise it went from super glue in the dry, but if they got wet, it became like lube. So you're actually <laughs> running around with lube on your hands once the, the sticky stuff got wet. And like people go, oh, what's wrong with him? Oh. <laughs> you, no, went, you went from hero to zero pretty, <laughs> yeah, pretty mate, far. The glove came <laughs> off and then I was too scared to use it. But for that half, mate, I was I oh, was anyone's. Was, you felt like Superman when you were yeah. out there playing at, at training. It was, it was unbelievable when we were using it. So the advice to local footballers and country footballers out there, get over to America hit the outlet, and maybe for three or four weeks before your league gets onto you, you might be able to just mark everything. Oh, 100%. Just, just make sure you put on your not, not your ball drop hand. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's one bit of advice I would give you there. Oh, mate, good memories. Hey, let's have a look at these games. So I know you're, you're, in, you're probably not quite in footy mode at the moment, but I know you do enjoy watching it. What did you make of these two um, matches gone by, but in particular, the big man performance? Yeah, I thought it was actually quite incredible. Obviously, you know, you look at the, the Geelong-Melbourne Melbourne game and – no, sorry, the, sorry, the Brisbane-Melbourne game. Yeah. And I think, you know, you sort of on paper, you think Darcy forcing a fair bit of strife Trouble, here with yeah. McInerney going out. But I think you could see Gorney with, looks a bit sore. It didn't look like he was moving over well. Groiny? So, yeah, whether it's groin, whether it's back, I'm not too sure. But you could see he was a bit sore, but – I thought Darcy held his own really, really well under under extreme pressure because that combination of of Jackson and Gorn is is pretty much the best in the competition. So for him to do it on his own, and even kicked a pretty cu crucial goal there. He's a beautiful kick. Yeah. So I think have you played on him? He we played against him round three when they beat us by a hundred. So yeah, and, right. and him and, and it was him and Oscar at that point. So it'll be interesting to see if they go to the two ruck setup next week. So he'll be pretty stiff if he gets dropped on oh, that indeed. performance. But Oscar's gonna, you would imagine, would come back from his concussion, so they got to, that. That's gonna be a tough one. I reckon. Well, quick look at it. So you've got, I think Fort probably stays in, um, up against a Stanley. Uh, tell me about Reece Stanley to play on because he is a super quick runner. Um, can he hurt you any other way? I think he's just athleticism. He's a bit. He's got a, such a good leap, yep. so he he plays out really well. And I think the way Geelong use him, it can be a bit tricky at times to work out who you're on, where he is, and you sort of set yourself for, for him. And then the next very – you look up and you've got Blitzarves standing next to you as a completely different player. Right. So they they rotate their rucks really well, which I think is what makes it really hard to come up against. And I know I found that challenging. Just You just never quite got in the rhythm against the one player. Yeah. So you, us ruckmen, we do like to play against the same bloke. You work Grind him out away. And, just, and try and work him over, whereas – the way they do, Stanley only really takes the centre bounce and then he'll roll forward Goes a forward. lot. And then suddenly you've got Blitzers who can run a four-minute 2K. Yep. Try, you're trying to chase him around and he doesn't get tired. You can't really wear him down. So it's a it's a really tough combination, those ones. So, yeah. Fort's been there, though. That's he knows a bit about Stanley and he knows yeah, – so he's, he's been in that system. So, look, I'd be backing him in. I don't know what um, Chris Fagan's going to do, but – in my opinion, he did enough to certainly stay in that side. He's, he's definitely – he'll definitely be stiff if he gets dropped. Yep. But Fagan does seem like he's gone back to the one ruck. The yeah, the one ruck role as well. I think it was halfway through the year they sort of shifted away from playing the two rucks regularly. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't surprise me if they do do a sw straight swap and just Darcy's the unlucky one. Wow, controversial. Right, and what about big, big Hick, Tommy Hickey, up against um, – Coxie and Cameron. That's interesting. I mean, you've got none of these guys are 
superstars. They're not not all Australian players or anything at this stage, but they're good warriors and they've all had pretty good years. Yeah, I, I think the most impressive thing about Tom is just his ability to follow up. And I think against us, he sort of turned the game in about a five-minute period where he, I think he got three or four clearance, center clearances in a row where he, he just followed up. You know, he, he got knocked me out of the way, knocked Callum out of the way and, and was just able to grab the ball and hack it forward. And I think that's been the biggest thing that the Sydney Swans have missed for the last few years if they haven't had that dominant Ruckman. Yeah, right. I think Tom's really started to come into his own and understand his role and and that's why they're doing so well. So his effort, that, that's, I mean, Goz talks about him because I think he started at the Gold Coast with him and said he was so far back. Like the ball was hitting his shins and he was gangly and he was shithouse in the gym and he wasn't a great runner, but he's he's been there. Like footy didn't beat his mind. And he's there now. Is that what he bases it on? Just yeah, grunt and, and edge? Uh, yeah, and I think I think he's also learned a lot of tricks along the way. Yeah. Like, you notice, I you noticed do. when he went probably when he went from St Kilda to West Coast, I think it was. I think you could see a shift. I, I played him at both of them, and he was a vastly better player over in the West Coast, even though he didn't get many opportunities because of Nick Nats there. But he was a vastly better player than he was at St Kilda. So you could see it, it sort of already clicked. And uh, Ruckman can take it a little bit longer. And, and Ooh, yeah. but when it when it clicks. You know, it's it's something quite special to watch and quite exciting to watch these guys come through. So I've actually really enjoyed watching him come through, and, he, and he's a really good person too. So I've, I spent a little bit of time with him in the hub and uh, spent and had a few chats with him. He's a, he's a really good fellow as well, which makes it really annoying. Mate, I'm loving your big man analysis. It's getting me going. You, there might be a bit of press red on Foxtel <laughs> with the new rights for for big man. That, and you're we're, we're, we're due for that, I reckon. <laughs> we don't. We do not get enough credit. Watch this space. It, it might be happening, mate. We'll roll into a few segments, okay? So bear with me here. Play along. This is going to be new to you. But um, the first one is old balls, young balls. Okay, it's normally because Sam Draper's with us, who's 23. I'm almost 40. Goes somewhere in the middle. We just like to discuss things. A bit of a generation gap. You're getting closer to me yeah, at 34, we, but you're younger. I'm not heart. actually getting close. We actually stay the same distance <laughs> apart. Just, just you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> right. This is my one for this week. I was watching Jack Ginnivan on the weekend, and I really like this kid. And I like kids his age because they've got so much spark and spunk, and they express themselves. And I'm thinking, oh, I want to start expressing myself at 40. I've never done it. I came up short back and sides, maybe a bit of a mullet. You know, you don't wear Larry boots. I don't have any tats. How does someone almost 40 or 34 start to express themselves without being a tool? Yeah, Can we do well, it or I'm have not, we I'm missed not, the I, boat? I, I, think, I think we've missed the boat. I think, I think you'll see, if anyone follows me on Instagram, I think you would see that I've definitely missed the boat. The social media things is, you know, when, when I'm talking to my teammates yeah. about the fact I remember playing AFL before social media and the iPhone existed, you realise you've missed the boat. And I think yeah. it, you do seem like, if that's not if that's not in your nature, and you know, we've got Cam Zerha at our footy club, Doing who is shows. really, really out there. Yep. If I try and do that, I'm I'm, I'm going to get ridiculed, and I'm not putting myself out there to get ridiculed. That's not me. No, that, that, that's not comfort. That's that's well and truly outside my comfort zone. <laughs> that doesn't have to be social. And, Can you take me back to the pre-social media? Was there something about that era that you enjoyed more? Well, I just think you could be more relaxed. I think you could, you know, you could go for a drink with your teammates, and you didn't have to worry as much. No one was really taking photos of you on their flip phones, right. um, on their Nokia's or things like that. So, like that little bit of anonymity about you could actually make it made it your time away from footy a little bit more relaxing. Yeah. Whereas now with social media, with Supercoach, with all those different sort of platforms that give players, which is great for financially for a lot of the players, yep. but. Oh yeah, you, there's you, a lot of you, lot you of Telstra work it's going really on. Hard, it's really hard to walk to just go down the street now yeah. and not or go out for a drink and not worry about am I going to run into some tool that's going to try and start something and and put just to post on social media we and don't things want like that. that. So that's I think that's where now I feel bad for the young boys because it was definitely like footy trips and stuff like that. Oh, it was, how it was good. A, were a lot more fun in 2007, 2008 rather than these days where everything is documented. Yeah, yeah. you got to get over to Spain like Drapes and get on a bull. So last, last, <laughs> last thing I saw from his Instagram, he was on a bull. Um, what about pe- – oh, I was thinking today, because I'm a bit with you. I think I've missed the boat. You know, I'm not a huge Insta, don't have any tats. I'm getting grey bits in my beard, which is upsetting me. But I did – I've got – I've been lumped with my mother-in-law's dog for three weeks, and it's a Shih Tzu Pomeranian. It's like a toy – yappy thing right and i take it my wife said you haven't had half a day off today take it for a walk so i took this thing for a walk and uh went and got my flat white from the the pretty girl at the coffee shop and she said it's so nice to see a big footballer guy 
she thought it was a footballer guy, which that's I was quite happy with. So that's to that's quote big... her, it's so nice to see a big footballer guy with such a little dog. You must be very confident. And I thought maybe this is it. Maybe just having a, a small wussy looking pet. To be honest, I'm I'm a big fan of the big wussy looking. Oh, you got yeah. a wussy dog, have you? Yeah, well, my my wife my wife's got a a Maltese <laughs> Shih Tzu. Yeah, yeah, so <laughs> you know yeah. what it's like. So like, yeah, it's you know we yeah. yeah. I, He's he's fifteen now, so he's well and truly had, had a good run and was there well before I am. So, but I'm I'm a massive fan. I, I grew up with Cavalier King Charles Spaniels. Yes, right. So you so know, you know I'm, what it's about. So I'm, I'm a big fan of. It the, feels weird, doesn't it? I mean, I had a yeah, bought a collie growing up. I've always had kind of bigger, meatier dogs, and this thing he's beautiful. This little, yeah, nah, little so lolly. Nah. But he looks like a toy. Is it? Yeah, like no, a I'm, bunny I'm, rabbit I'm, on I'm, a I'm, I'm, I enjoy that. I, I, okay. I don't. I enjoy letting the dog up on the couch. Get and that just, on your Instagram. Yeah, that's that's that, that that's probably where I'm I'm at with my life too. To be honest, <laughs> so it's sometimes nice to jump to have a dog jump on the couch with you rather than one of your, one of your many cute children. Oh yeah, right. I only got one, but I know what you mean. Right on that. You mentioned a couple of your teammates there. I've done a bit of due diligence and I got a little bit of gold from one or two of them. I made a few calls today as the the award winning journalist I am. <laughs> right. So can you explain? Expand on these little bits of gold that I've got. That's concerning. Okay, for sure. Umpires. I've been told that you are the greatest umpire butter upper in history. You will go up before the game, say good day, shake a hand, ask about their families. Like no one gets on better with umpires than you in the league. I'm told. True or false? <laughs> I, I do have a pretty good relationship with them. But well, it's one thing is my wife worked with one of them at the school. Yep. Um, my daughters went to school with another one, so I've I've had so I, so uh, when I've been in the game for long enough now that I've got to know a lot of them. Fair enough. And I I think and I think they do have an incredibly hard job. Yes. So I feel I feel bad for them. So I, I've I wouldn't say I, I'm I don't think any of those ones that I've known have helped me out with any free kicks. That's no. for sure. They, I think actually think I've had to sit down. It's not a bad. I've, I've wanted to sit down with them and actually say like guys, like I'm really nice and generous to you. Could you? <laughs> Sling a few more my way. It's actually smart though. But, but you know, if it's fifty-fifty and you're nice versus being a prick, you, you, you know, you'll get the odd hold. Well, that's well, you hope yeah, so. Two ninety-five. You know, you know, you got to know yeah. a few tricks. I'm also, I'm also too nice. So, okay. so I, I feel, I, you know, I'm, I like to say good day to anyone. Yeah. So you're not an angry yeah, man. You might be the nicest three hundred gamer when you clock well, that up ever. I, yeah. Well, normally angry pricks. Yeah. No. And I've copped a lot of stick over my career that I'm not angry and I'm not aggressive enough, but. You know, I've I've tried to stay true to myself, and I just enjoy what I do. Yeah. So I have fun, and you know the there umpires. There must be a switch in there, though. Is there like there is a competitive switch? No, no, you don't a, like losing. Oh, no, there's a, com- a competitive edge to it, but yeah. I I've always found that I can do it in ways that don't require me to be aggressive. Fair enough. That, that don't step over the line. And to be honest, when you're paying 95 percent game time, the last thing you can be bothered doing is getting to a wrestle. Yeah. Like if there's a melee. I'm not. I've got no interest. I'm. I'm ready just to go. I need to save the petrol tickets, boys. So you guys go ahead if you want to get involved in it. Sure, but I'm going to try and save. I'm not running 100 meters just to get into a wrestle and exhaust myself from it. Fair enough. What if someone belted a teammate? Yeah, is, look, is there I, a bit of a fly the flag thing? I'm a big boy. Yeah, you you want to try it, but you know, I, I also not I'm, for the sake of it. Yeah, though, I I, don't, I I also go that you know I'm someone that goes when you're flying the flag, the games can still be on sometimes. True. So I prefer to be helping the team doing that than. Flying the flag, and in reality, whenever one of my teams is whack, teammates have whacked someone, mm. and people flying the flag, they couldn't care less. Yeah, well, that hasn't. That's not going to say I'm not going to do that one again. This is like an education that's come for me far too late. Like <laughs> I needed to sit down with you when I was like 20, and still, it's, so I wasted energy on all this bullshit. Yeah, and people expect me, expect the ruckman to do that sort of thing. <laughs> but I, go, I'm, I feel like I'm too smart for that sort of stuff. Jump a punch him. I'm, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll stick to you know. I don't want to have to go back and explain why I got fined again no. or be like a Ben Cunnington that gets forty thousand dollars a year fines for, Love for, him. for punching someone or doing something <laughs> stupid. I don't want to. He, he's got cows. He's got to buy. So that's what I try and tell him. Fish mate. he's got to catch. Yeah, what he's got to think, think about think think smarter about his money. Are you proud to run out the field with him? Just, just his story and his guts and oh, what he's done. Absolutely. What an awesome story. And, you know, he's such a nice guy. He's such a good person away from the footy field. You know, me and him couldn't be any more polar opposites. I couldn't be any more city. Yeah. He couldn't be any more country. But, you know, we've got a lot of similar values. And I think you know, I've loved being a teammate of his for 12 years and a, a good friend of his as well. And, you know, just to see what he's been through over the last two, three years – and just to have him out there with me again on, you know, line up that first centre bounce. I don't think I, I even won it, but it was just awesome. I think I was too 
nervous. I think I was too nervous wanting to hit the first ball to him that um, I actually mistimed and lost the hit out. But it was, yeah, it it was huge for all of us and our whole footy club to have him there and to get him, give him from, to get another two year contract as well was awesome by the footy club. Well said. Clarko's going to love him. Righto, point two from my due diligence. Every preseason in this man's time at the Roos, and he's been there a while, he says, you tend to get towed up by the backup ruckman in the summer, like in Feb, March, and the backup ruckman really thinks he's going to be the man, and then you come out round one and dominate and dominate for the rest of the year. Why do you let the backup ruckman like have the better of you oh, in the preseason? It's not, it's, not a, it's not a let the backup ruckman have the best of me. It's, for me, to be able to play the ruck, yeah. it's such a combative position. Yep. You have to ha- reach somewhere inside you to be able to aggressively jump into your opponent to try and throw them out of the way at the ruck contest. Yep. I don't have that feelings towards my teammates. Arousal level. So I find I find it I find it really I'm you know, you're obviously trying to work on different things and see what's gonna work. So there's a little element of that, but it's going like I hate intra club games and things like that because I go, I don't have that. I don't have that level of aggression. Dancing and, with your sister. Yeah, 100%. And that's that's for me, I go, what? They're just, I'm just trying to get through because I go, man, if I'm doing a center bounce jump against my teammate, yeah. all I can think of is all the bad things that can happen if we clash knees in the wrong way or you know, one of our PCLs is going. Uh-huh. All that sort of su- stuff can happen. And they're all freak accidents, but they can happen. And I don't have that same desire to do it against my teammate who I'm actually trying to help. Like I've I've been known in, in intra club games to be helping my team my opponent with, and Ben Mabin, who I mentioned before, like yeah. I'd stop in the middle of the game and give him pointers on where to run. Like I'm not trying to work him over. I'm trying. I'm actually trying to help him to get make him better. And that's that's my my mindset behind. It. And I might have to change this year with Clark. I don't know. But apparently that was funny. That just clicked into my mind. Apparently he was the worst intra club man ever. Like because he was so little and felt he had to fight to get a game. He. I hope he doesn't sue me for this, but he used to cork blokes and do anything in the intra-club games thinking, well, first of all, I've got to get a spot. Um, so I, yeah, this I, might I, be an interesting I've dynamic. Seen, I've seen, I've you've seen, got the runs on the ball. I've seen many players as well who have been super aggressive at training yeah. and nearly killed people. And then Not they the come game. on, they come to the, ga- to the game day and they're pussycats. Yes. So like you set your... Might have been me too. You set, so you set, <laughs> so you, I see it the other way. So yeah. for me, you know, pre-season is... The whole goal for me is just to make sure I'm cherry ripe and I've got the working that I need for round one. And I know some coaches in the past probably haven't liked that. I don't think David Noble was a huge fan of of that. But for me, that I know I've done the work. Yeah, I know I'm deliver. I know I'm ready to go. And you know that's what preseasons. I my understanding is that's what preseasons about is making sure you're ready to go for round one, round two, and beyond. If you do, if you go too hard too early, you burn out. Are you going to write like a ruck whisperer book? Because this is really doing stuff for me. Well, look, now you mentioned I might have to. That might be that might be life after footy. I need something to support all the kids. <laughs> yeah, you do. You're going all right. Final one. Do you feel you could play in the NBA? Because a few of my spies reckon you were a very good basketballer. Has there ever have you ever put it on the record that potentially there's well, NBA talent there? So me, me and Luke McDonald have this argument regularly. Luke, great man regularly have his argument and I've stressed to him many times. Yes. If I was good enough to play in the NBA, do you think I'd be wasting my time hanging out with him? Yeah. The answer is no. I don't yeah. enjoy my time enough with him okay. to say it's worthwhile. So no, I I, I would have liked to have gone and, and seen what I could do in college and things like that. And you know, watching I played with Paddy Mills, I was in squads with Paddy Mills and, and Joe Ingalls and play that. So seeing what they've achieved yeah. in the NBA has made you go, oh, you know, what could happen? But Deep down, I don't think I was probably ever going to make it. And Do you the, and watch the, M- the NBA and go, all right, I didn't quite make league footy, but I sometimes watch and go, in that situation, I reckon I could go all right. Or against that guy, I reckon I could go all right. Because you just think, not too far off. Do you watch the NBA and most people are not even close to this and go, I could maybe do that. I could maybe play that position. I could maybe post up on that guy. Oh, do you get those no, feelings? Not, not, no, not, definitely not in the NBA. Maybe the NBL. Yeah, yeah right. But the NBA, like, you look at these guys. These guys are freaks. Yeah. The, the amount of athletic prowess they have, I can't compete with that. Like, I was when I was going to seniors. Like, I was a I was a center. Yeah. There was having to transform into a shooting guard, small forward. Yeah. So I had a I had a, a hell, in the I had, I had a hell of a lot of work to do. Like, I went to America with. 
yeah, AIS. I think I was like the fourth smallest out of 12. Yeah, right. Like we had, you know, Joe Ingalls, Stephen Way, Nathan Dwyer, who, who's been playing at Cairns and plays yeah, like that. Yeah, Mini Shack. Like, yeah, like, that, like those guys were way bigger than me. Yeah, right. So I'm going, I'm really out of my depth here. So I, that's why I think footy sort of intrigued me at the time because at that point, you know, if, you, if you could pick up the ball below your knees as a six foot six, six foot seven player, footy was like, oh my God. You unicorn! Like, well, how do you how do you do that? Whereas yeah. now it's a bit mobile, more, big man. It's a bit more common these days, but in those days it, it wasn't. So, you know, I think that's what sort of drew me to it. And also, when I was playing basketball, the NBL, I think might have even had the year off. Yeah, the year after I stopped playing back basketball. then, it was a cupcake so, league. So you didn't know. You did, yeah, so you league. didn't you didn't know you didn't know what you were coming back to if college didn't work out for you. So. Yeah, so I, no, I don't. In short, no, I don't think I could have played the NBA. My teammates like to tell me I could have, yes. but no, I, 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 disappointing. I, I wouldn't. Time. I wouldn't be wasting my time with them, and when I could be earning hundreds of millions of dollars, um, I don't think I'd be wasting my time with, with the boys. I don't love footy that much. Right, we'll move into the spirit animal brought to us by Impact Armor. Impact Armor, very good shin guards, uh, Toddy. So when if you ever do lose the custom-made job, make sure you get no, an Impact Armor. No, actually, I, very I, good I, I, do have, I do have one. I, do you? I, it's it's just taking me a little bit of time to mentally – I think I've worn it one game and mentally I, I felt like I needed to go back to my safety blanket Fair of, my, of my old tried and true one. No, I understand. That's, that's I don't I do think like, I even it. Impact Armor are upset with that. I love, I love the concept of the Impact Armor. I really do. Yeah. But yeah, I, I'm. I like my safety. Blanket. It is protecting shins all over the country in the amateurs and in the you know in the country leagues and the suburban leagues because there was too much raw dogging going on. There yeah, was I, raw dogging. There I, was see, I, getting, see I see it. I see it. Can't one, have it. One of our young boys at footy. Raw I, dogging. And we're trying to convince him not to, and he just refuses to. Lob raw raw dogs. Apparently, it's just yeah. It's Finlayson. Just, yeah, all they they're not. In my opinion, they're not true ruckmen. If you don't think you need a shin guard, <laughs> that like that's the difference between people who are ruckmen and people who. Think they want to be Ruckman is that you need to know that you need a shin guard. I like it. That will be going viral because <laughs> it needed to be said. Right. So the spirit animal is just a player that just lived out those Ruck values of competitiveness, grunt, hard work, resilience, everything we've discussed. Maybe not the aggression. I thought aggression was really important. You're kind of proving that maybe it's not. But regardless, Darcy Fort's mine. I love the guy. I just reckon he comes in, plays his role every week. He doesn't care about the challenge. He was amazing against those two big boys, as we discussed. But I love that he's a straight kick. I reckon that's so important for a big man. I look at David Hale back in the day, who you would have been around when you started. There were times when he wasn't like a world-beating player, but he played pretty well every week. And then I reckon the cream on top for everyone was that when he got a shot, he kicked it. So all of a sudden, he, he plays 20 games a year. 14, 15 touches and goal most weeks, you got a three-time premiership player. And yeah. I, like I'm not saying Darcy Ford's there yet, but he's he's a bit similar. He just doesn't let you down. And I reckon he's a he's a goer. Yeah, yeah, no, that's a that's a fair that's a fair one. I think for me, of the guys that currently are playing, yeah. you know, I think I think Darcy Cameron, the way he's come through, I think he, you know, he's really taking his opportunity. And I th- I think that resonated with me is just, you know, for someone for every ruckman trying to come through is all you need is that one opportunity. Yep. And if you take that opportunity you can suddenly it's amazing what you can achieve and to go from think this time last year that you know Brody Grundy would even be spoken about that he could be getting traded you would have been laughed at but just the way Darcy Cameron has come in taking his opportunity has made that conversation actually become reality you sound like Eminem <laughs> one chance <laughs> one opportunity but that's, but that's, and that's, mom's that's, spaghetti that's, that's, that's you know and I did grow up loving that song <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, that's, it's, it's the thing about being a ruckman is that there's so few opportunities to actually go out there and get that spot. There's only one spot often available to you. So you have to, you only have your one chance to actually get that. Lose yourself in the ruck. hundred percent. I love it. You you really get me going again, Toddy, to be honest. I don't know if I can deal with this. We're going to get a ball out. (laughs) Very well said. We'll roll into budgie smugglers. So the best one of these responses gets a free pair of custom budgie smugglers. Do you, do you rock the budgies on game day? What's your sort of underwear set up without getting creepy? Yeah, I was a little bit, I'm more of just the skin sort of, Skin, yeah, yeah the, raw, the, raw dogging yeah, skins. Off, off sometimes, yeah. Oh, good, good or, or, Yeah, or go just go through in the bonds or, or yeah. all the budgie. I've got a fair few pairs of budgie. This is getting really weird. <laughs> it's getting really weird. 
Uh, even, the, even the concept of even the term raw dog <laughs> is a bit weird. I saw your face when you said that. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's not saying that I've probably been in my vernacular. That's no, for sure. <laughs> it'll be in there now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's good. Well, we like the budgies. So what about what about holiday with the with the five kids? Where do you like? Are you even take them going to Fiji or well, when you got five Noosa? kids? When you got five kids, it's not. Can't go especially, far. Especially with a 15-month-old and a two-and-a-half-year-old. No, you're going nowhere. It's not, it's not that exciting. Sorrento. Yeah, maybe out to upway to my mum's. That's, oh, yeah. that's about as exciting as we're getting over these school holidays, I think. But, yeah, we've only got five kids. You're not travelling. Fair enough. Well, we'll get you some budgies anyway. But I'll, but I'll, be, in the, I'll be in the budgies at, at my mum's swimming pool, that's for sure. Love it. Right, so last week it was the weird thing your club does. And there were some weird ones. I know we had um, Adam Patterson in here, former Tiger, was saying that at Uni Blacks they used to rub like the, the mint soap on their balls. So the, what, the, that green they shit. Did. Yeah, they'd all buy it and loved it and lather. It was a bit weird. There was a club I played at. There was, we used to, you had to get a frying pan on the ass on the footy trip. Like even the board members had to get a frying pan <laughs> on the bum. It's weird, but what, it, what board members going on footy oh, trip? They, well, they dropped in, you know, <laughs> or even Mad Monday. That's, that's more weird, Mad that's, Monday. That's the weirdest thing I've actually yeah. heard for a I while. I think after a flag, mate, it's one in all. Oh, yeah, There's people in suits I don't, I don't, dropping I their strides. Yeah, I can't remember Sonia Hood rocking up to, our, to a Mad Monday. <laughs> Getting a yeah, I, I, I can't see that happening anytime soon. Hey, you never know. You got a flag. Sonia will be as there. As much as I love Sonia, and you know, as oh. good a person she is, I, I don't think she's rocking up to Mad Monday or footy trip. Well, you never know, Tony. That's very funny. Right, uh, do we have a winner, Das, from last week? Yeah, I got a few for you. Okay, um, the weird thing your club does. DX Ham sent in. Uh, they used to do the preseason on an ice skating rink with runners on, doing a bit of ground ball work. Is that for your balance? Um, yeah, to, that'd Keep, have to keeping be for your our core. feet. Keeping our feet, he says. So weird. It is I weird. Like it. Uh, Tom Fabes said they weren't allowed to wear jocks at club functions and they'd be ripped off if they had them on. These are my sort of areas. Odd. Strange oh, I'd again. Love, I'd love to see who was in charge of actually checking. <laughs> Sonia Wood. <laughs> <laughs> Matt West said uh, they stole a jumper from the club that beat them in the grand final last season and burnt it as a symbolic start to a new season. Very aggressive. I think I think that's fair enough. Yeah. yeah I, think, fair. I, I don't think that's weird. I think that's just... It's very um, college football... United States. Yeah, isn't it's very it? cathartic. Ooh, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'll go one more. Will Shano said every Thursday night at training uh, during the season, the seniors and reserves wore full game day kit, and any player who didn't was fined $50. Uh, Neil Craig style. He used to say training is not training, it's rehearsal. And the Crows back in the day would wear full kit. It's a bit weird. weird. No, I like a bit of skins. Skins without the shorts, please. Raw dog in the in the yeah. skins. Well, I've, oh, I, had a few, I can't remember who. I had a few chats with a few boys that were pulled the were shorts doing, were doing off. Doing the shorts over, and I, it was especially in yeah. We, I know Tazzy's cold, but I think you can suck it up. You can. You're fit. You're in your twenties. Like get your glutes and quads out. Hundred percent. Yeah. Did you like any of those butts? I liked them all. I think they were really good. Uh, Toddy, what do you reckon? I, I mean, I, I can see you like the burning of the jumper. Is that well, the winner I mean, this well, week? I, I, I don't think it's weird though. That's that's that was my that was my. I think that's mm. I think that's fair enough. What of those is the weirdest? I'm thinking the ice skating's weird. Potentially the wearing no jocks is weird. Yeah, I, mean, I think the ice skating one. There I we think, go. Sorry, I think because it's got a bit of edge about it. Someone looking to improve balance and ground balls. Yeah, I mean, like I've always seen, you know, the old pouring the water bottle over the footy was weird enough. But bit of baby it, oil. Yeah, but doing it on a on an ice rink seems a little bit unnecessary. I love it. Free pair of budgies. Yeah, to, uh, get it to that man. There you go. Okay, this week, um, there's been some pretty unbelievable stories getting around in the media. At the moment, that's the way things are. And in, uh, across the journey, even in footy, there was a player a few years ago. My, was it was it Geordie Degoe? Jeremy Howe? Someone who busted the finger and blamed the dog. Who was yeah, that? Yeah, Remember it was that? One, it was one of those. And we're two, like, yeah. we're going to believe you, but I'm not sure if we do. Yeah. But we're, we're just going to believe you. So one of those. So what I want to know is... The most unbelievable footy story you've heard that turned out to be true. I quickly got a couple. Yeah, so yeah. the first one, Tommy Hawkins, what a legend he is. Did He was late to a game a couple of years ago against West Coast because he was trying to um, birth a cow and the cow got stuck. It was breached, feet first, and he rings rings his old man and says, um, you know, the, I've got trouble with the cow. It's not coming out. It's not coming out. He said, you've got to put rope around its legs and pull and he pulled it out and had two heads and the cow had to die it was a bit bit sad kids i'm sorry but anyway he rolled up covered in blood and shit and cow guts to the game and chris scott looked at him and said what 
the fuck? And he said, mate, sorry, I've been pulling a cow. And he went and kicked three. So unbelievable. Turned out to be true. My one was I was late to an amateur game because I did a deal with the Channel 10 people and said they said, you're working on Saturday, but you can interview Julia Gillard. And if you ask the first question, you can be gone by midday. And um, I just dragged on a little bit late. But long story short, I went down, went to the press conference with my skins, socks, everything under my suit. <laughs> Got in there and had to say to Julia Gillard, are we on the eve of destruction was the big question because it was something to do with a carbon tax. Um, threw the story off to someone else, went down. I was late to the game and the coach said, where have you been? I said, I've been interviewing the Prime Minister. And he said, you're full of shit. Like, I'm going to drop you. But it, I kicked three. It turned out to be true. So that was my bullshit so you're story. You're on the same level as Tom Hawkins. Yes, yeah, are. Just- very similar, yeah. <laughs> Um, anyway, so it was, it was unbelievable. No one believed me, but it turned out to be true and they had to apologise. So I want to know your unbelievable footy story. Have you, you got one? Yeah, well, you got, well, I haven't had too many crazy ones like that. I think the biggest one we you encounter a bit is the, almost the boy who cried wolf. Oh, so yes. the amount, the amount of time someone's either been crook, especially with COVID these days. Oh, no, not a fake COVID. You know, We're not doing that, are well, we? You, well, you don't know. And then eventually, you know, someone – because you don't always test positive on a rat test. So no. you had a few of them or even a few – Many years ago now, I can't remember who it was, had, I think he had about four or five grandparents pass away oh. until f- finally one of them actually did. Oh, no, that's bad. And, that's bad karma. It's 100% it is, but th- that sort of thing I've seen a few times. No, we don't like that. No, but. I would, yeah, that's where you get the young fluency. But yeah, don't Aaron Hall is definitely there. someone who's who we feel has had, pulled the sick card a few too many what times. What sort of sessions was he want to miss? The time trial? Oh, no, just just just, uh, wanted, just a normal just Thursday wanting a day in front of the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, he had a, he had an extraordinary amount of days off <laughs> for just in case having COVID. And actually, I don't think he got COVID till late in the season. Right, he was, was isolated. Yeah, he was but, doing but his uh, as soon, as soon, society duty. COVID almost became like the gastro, I did. where like as soon as you even had a symptom, away from the club, get, get away, don't come back for the week. Like we're just. <laughs> Just just in case. Stop talking, Cody. You're gonna get in strife. <laughs> no, it is because you are you're looking after. I mean, and I'm, and I'm not saying he didn't have. No, symptoms. I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying that as well. You know, I love but I love Hawley as a person. You are, but COVID is you, the you, new you never, gastro, you, you, though. You, yeah, you, like there's always that question that there's always that bloke that says I've got gastro a few too many times. Yeah, and bad uh, karma because you'll get than, it on your wedding other, day or something when you really don't their, want it. The actual hygiene practices. Yeah, yes. you can't have. COVID. You can't have gastro that many times. Mm, sanitize. Yeah. You do get the odd thing off the kids, I must say. My little fella stuck his fingers in my mouth the other day. He was trying to play with my lips. And I don't know what was on it, but I felt like shit for three days. <laughs> but he, he's eating snails and stuff. Yeah. It's, you know what I mean? That would be a My 18-month-old stuck his fingers in yeah, my no, mouth. You, you, yeah. I, we, I carry a sanitizer with me everywhere I go now. When you've got that many kids, you learn to do that sort of That's thing. That's how you play 2.95. 100%. That was the other thing the boy said about you. He goes, freak, never misses. Never misses. Do you? Is that God's gift or do you really diligent with your rehab? Well, there's – Or you must be able to play fa- sore. There's a few factors. There, there's one, there's luck. Yeah. Like a little bit. There's some injuries you can't stop. Like, yep. And I've been lucky that I've avoided a lot of them so far. Yeah. Um, another one is when, you know, I've done plenty of, I've had plenty of ankles, but I'm very diligent with how I recover from them. Get them you know, Between myself and my wife, we've had multitudes of injuries. We're pretty good at dealing with things like ankles, you know, sprained ankles and things like that. So I think I did my ankle once and I actually got up for the game two days later. Wow. And then I ended up, my ankle, the docs couldn't believe it. I ended up not playing just out of precaution, but I actually got, I passed the fitness test. Wow. So I've got a, well, I've had a pretty good ability to recover from those injuries, but it's also the work I do. I work bloody hard my off season yep. to get my body ready for what, what I've got to do. And I think that's held me in really good stead. What's the number one ruck tip you can leave us with for anyone listening to this, you, six foot four running around at Wodonga or Box Hill seconds or old Trinity. If there's one little bit of knowledge that you can pass on now to the big boys about something, maybe something to do and something not to do. Oh, I think I think the biggest thing is understanding what your strengths are. Yep, I think it. don't. I think people want to pigeonhole you into being, you know, Shane Mumford or being, you know, Max Gorn or something like that. But reality is, you've got to be true to who you are. And I think that's saying, oh, it took me a little while to work out that I've just got. I know what sort of player I am. I know what my strengths are, and I work really hard at making those strengths better. Not working on my weaknesses as much. It's more about working on my strengths and making them. Hard to beat. 
I think that's the biggest the biggest tip I'd give anyone because yeah, there's we see the AFL ruckman do things go. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, but that may not be in your wheelhouse. So it's it's understanding yourself as a player is the most important thing I've found. Love it, mate. I'm inspired. It was amazing to hang out, mate. Thank you so much. You're like I sort of feel like going for a run. I've got unfinished business after hearing all this wisdom, <laughs> mate. Great to have you. Go so well next year. We'll be wrapped to see you tick over the 300 and. There's going to be plenty of TV cameras at the Ruse again, mate, for Clarko. He that's, pulls a crowd. You're going to be in the paper. Are you up for that? That's, not, that's what we want. We want a bit of relevance back. We lost that a little bit over the last few years, so it'll be good to get some positive media attention. Hopefully we can win a few games. Better get some tips for these two games quickly. Who wins Friday and Saturday? I think Geelong are going to be pretty hard to beat. I think they're looking like they're red hot to win the flag. So I think they're going to go pretty well. I reckon I reckon Collingwood could wow. go over there. They've... they've historically had a pretty good record over in Sydney, so they travel pretty well. I reckon, yeah, I reckon their pressure, if they bring what they did against Geelong, I reckon they could knock off the Swans. Toddy, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for hanging out on 200 Plus. Nah, thanks a lot, mate. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another Producey podcast. If you enjoyed the show, then it would be a massive help if you could like, follow, rate, subscribe, tap the bell, leave a review and even share with your friends. If you want to get in touch to share feedback, suggestions or to advertise with one of our podcasts, then email hello at producey.com. Thanks for tuning in.